Hello, Hobbs. This is Anthony calling in from very rainy South Korea in the middle, actually not the middle, at the beginning of rainy season. And I'm a short-time listener, first-time caller. And I'm calling in response to your second Levels of Play episode, which I've now heard, and the call-ins, particularly from Che and Harrigan, that followed. Uh, I really like the the mood, the attitude of the discussion uh, on your podcast. So that's really refreshing and cool. I was very happy to hear Che bring up uh, the fine research project into role-playing and its use of the term frame. This isn't a project that I've read, uh, but based on how Che described it, it seems to match up with my own observations and you know, people that I've played with over the years and other people that I've met throughout the years and the way we've talked about our independent experiences. So it's always, you know, nice, I think, to discover a, a different perspective or different terms for something that you've recognized and tried to express. Sometimes it, it adds more to your understanding and, or, or helps you refine exactly what you want to say. And you know, I think in discussion, we can find out a lot of things if we're willing to if we're willing to speak and if we're willing to listen. So I'll, I think I'll maybe seek out uh, that research and uh, read it for myself and see what they have to say. Uh, using the term frame has some interesting nuances to it, and in what we hear about it in Jay's description is of course that yes, it's possible. To shift between frames, but I think even in Che's description, you can you can kind of feel the the shading of meaning or the nuance that this isn't exactly easy. You know, the, you tend to want to be in a frame, you know, like with a picture, for example, or, or uh, in carpentry, you want to frame something. It's supposed to stay put. So that was one of the reasons why I ended up going with layers for the parts of this topic area that you know that I've explored and, and have found interesting or useful with my with my groups because it isn't as semantically confining but then again a, a much more agile term is you know one that is probably most popularized by Ron Edwards but you know certainly predates and, and postdates uh, his writings on the topic or his, his talking on it about stances. You know, this is a very agile term. We can think of shifting stance, but then again, it carries a nuance with it of of intention, right? I'm adopting this stance and I'm moving to that stance all on purpose, which may or may not be the case, whereas we can exist in a frame without necessarily having put ourselves there. Or we can you know, play on a layer without necessarily having chosen it. So each each one of these terminology choices made by an individual to try to describe a kind of abstract idea offers more or takes away something or, you know, there are reasons to prefer one term over another in a particular context. And, of course, the challenge is not to just fall into the habit of using it because that's what you call it. And uh, and then resisting uh, 
other terms. So I think it's it's really helpful to have a wide variety of terminology. I think it's helpful to have a practice of trying to express things in ways that suit the context of the conversation you're having, you know, with the people that you're having. So to your point about wouldn't it be nice if there there were some specific terms for some of these ideas and wouldn't it be nice if games could be labeled or, or could in some way identify themselves to prospective buyers about what the play experience what might be like. I'm 100% with you. And then I'm also remembering things like Edition Wars and the endless discussion that some people have about what is the OSR or what is a traditional game or what is an indie game. And uh, my friend Eloy, they, you know, if you've ever seen any of our APs, you'll have seen him play, and he has the Umbermancer YouTube channel. He likes to describe as we have the choice to listen charitably. We can listen to what people are trying to say, or we can, you know, apply more aggressive tactics, like we would maybe in debate, and try and undermine the weaknesses or try to emphasize the differences and, and whatnot. And, you know, I think if we really want role-playing to be a, 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 a nice, vibrant community, kind of open to everyone hobby, that's open to us and open to other people, then listening charitably is, is something that we should try to do. So what I would really like to see is more of an effort and more of an ability, because it's expensive to use pages for this, especially if you're a small, you know, one-person publisher or something like that, to try to communicate to the reader what your intention was for the system that you're, you're presenting to them. Like, I'm hoping that people can play the game this way, and so I've provided, you know, these mechanisms of play to minimize friction on on these particular layers of play. This is what I had in mind for the game. Of course, other people who pick up pick that game up can play it differently and can apply it differently or or apply different intentions to it, but to have a sense of of the internal logic of the person who prepared it or the person who's running it even I think is pretty helpful. And that's one of the things that that I like to get to in a in a pitch about a game, hey, would you like to play, you know, game X, and, you know, I like to play this way, how about you, you know, kind of feel each other out about uh, what it is that we're looking for, and, you know, being honest about it, being open about it, not being ashamed or embarrassed about it, and, or judgmental about it, uh, can go a long way to making it possible to play successfully more often. Uh, Jason's call. I, I really envy him his ability to pretty much enjoy any approach to gaming that uh, that he encounters. I think that's that's great fun, and I certainly empathize with Che, who's discovering that he has a, a strong preference for a particular approach to play, and he's having difficulty finding it or producing it. And uh, I can certainly empathize with that. So anyway. Thanks for uh, providing a nice, friendly forum for 
this kind of discussion. And hopefully I'll talk to you soon. Take care. If he is up or down, his podcast still comes round. Hobbs is in his van. Don't turn off that sad nap man. Random screed, random screed. Don't know what you get, but it's what you need. All right, and there's a wonderful call. A first-time call from a first-time caller, Anthony. Rune Slinger, Runes Linger, or Casting Shadows Podcast. Thanks so much for listening, Anthony, and uh, sending in such a well-thought-out and eloquent message. I think the concept that we're discussing are very similar like I don't necessarily think that layers of play or levels of play as the terminology I was using is necessarily exactly the same as stances nor frames that Che was referencing they're fairly close but they're not really the exact same thing I agree with you about the importance of the choosing the words of terminology But I also would say perfection is the bane of all artists. And at some point, instead of trying to find the perfect word, you just have to find the best word that works at the time. Layers is also what Misdirected Mark used, I believe. And I have noticed that over the last few episodes of Random Screed or series of episodes... We're talking a lot about the forge, which I find kind of interesting. The forge ended not too long ago. And of course, like everything the forge did, brought a lot of controversy. But I think that is a sign of people actually caring what you have to say. I think if the forge was done with less pretentiousness... It would have been better. I never actually probably looked at the Forge very often, but I always saw a lot of the blowout of the Forge on G+. And this really isn't about levels of play as much as it is about the Forge. Uh, I think that as often as the Forge has been coming up in all of this discussion, it definitely has a place in the heart of the TTRBG sphere. As much as G+, really, for me, Uh, Because there was so much discussion around the things that the Forge... Which makes sense, right? Because it's finally a point in time where tabletop role-playing games as a hobby and quote-unquote an industry have gotten to a place where actually using analytical thinking concerning the type of play that you may like uh, uh, is important. And it's not like it's never been done before, but it it had a relatively large following in the gamosphere. So, um, I I have to give the Forge thumbs up personally, and I've always had good interactions with Ron Edwards. So, for me, I would say go check it, especially now, because you don't have to worry about the anger and angst of forums. And like you say, people um, listening in a positive manner, listening charitably. That's really interesting if you're actually gaming with Eloy LaSanta, who I also uh, remember quite well from back in the day. That's fantastic. I actually have not been to any of your actual plays, but uh, 
I've definitely heard good things, so I would uh, tell anybody listening to the screed to go out and uh, immediately check on Anthony's YouTube and uh, his podcast and the majority of his empire coming at you live from rainy southern Korea. So, yeah, man, there's a lot to unpack in that message. Uh, I think levels of play or layers or whatever is mostly done. But wait, there's more. I think levels is a bad term. I think layers is the best. I've been considering it more. Using levels doesn't make a lot of sense. I was in a wrong turn lane. Sorry. <laughs> Take that, bitches. Anyway, uh, I thought levels would be clever because then I could tie it into levels. And it seems like Anthony even thought I was purposely doing that where, you know, you would say, oh, the second level of play means you have more experience. You're better. You know, you do this sort of thing. When in reality, I don't think any of those things are better than another I think that uh, however you want to play is the way that you play, and it should be a-okay in all reality. But I was trying to get clever with the different terminologies as I was naming the episodes. But levels, it, it makes some sense because it is different levels, but the levels don't have to be up and down. They could be, you know, a spectrum, whereas this is central point and then if you lean more towards this uh, style of play, then you know, you're know you moving on in that level to the right or left. But it's a bad word. Layer, as they unfold, as you pull them away and get to the first layer, you know, the trad game, the first person only layer, Che's preferred layer, uh, it just makes more sense. And then you build layers as you go, depending on the type of game that you're interested in. So I don't think I have any more um, call-ins about this, and I don't know if I'm going to talk that much more about it, but I definitely had been holding off. I was going to do like a deep dive on stances and explain all that and more on the frames, but I think I will leave that to you, gentle listeners. Uh, Just do a Wikipedia shirt search on stances and you'll see Ron Edwards' essays and just like his thoughts concerning it and then you know put those together with mine and then further those of Anthony and Che's frames guy and you can come to your own conclusions and when you do don't hesitate to call in the good old random screed here We'll put it on the air, we'll talk about it, we'll see what everybody else thinks, and we'll go from there. And the last thing I wanted to say is, once again, Anthony, thanks for calling in, thanks for uh, involving yourself. Uh, I should tell people that Anthony uh, had some content and discussed uh, the levels of play on his own podcast, which is called Casting Shadows, as well as Che on frames on his podcast role play rescue i always sort of thought that the anchor podcasting group would be the new blog 
and if you can go back to my old episodes, this is kind of what I was working towards with having this back and forth conversation, putting people's calls on the air. And I think that led to other people doing the same. And I think it's a a vibrant community in its own way, though. I think in some times it might put people off who don't podcast because, hey, I don't have a blog, so it's hard for me to respond. But hey, this is even better. All you have to do is hit a record on your um, phone and you know send it to me through discord or on email at hnfhobs at gmail.com or i don't know if you can send it to me on twitter but i'm at osr and hobs on twitter either way thanks everyone for listening thanks everyone for you know engaging and thanks everyone for being effing awesome and now Baji Ogar stores all of his inventory in a fanny pack, hanging right up front like a giant leather codpiece. I'm like 80% sure I heard Aaron say that.